Welcome to Spirit Connection with Doug Addison. Get ready to hear God, encounter the supernatural, and discover your destiny. Doug is a prophetic speaker, author, and coach whose message of love, hope, and having fun reaches people around the world. Connect with him online at DougAddison.com. Hey, friends, welcome to another Spirit Connection podcast. You know, God is speaking all the time, but most people either miss it or maybe consider it a coincidence. I call it a God incidence. And there really is no coincidences once you realize how God speaks. And that's why it's good to learn to hear the voice of God, learn to discern. Now, learning takes practice, and most people don't realize that we need to practice the ability to hear the voice of God. We don't have to be a prophet to hear God. There's been some misunderstandings about this. I remember years ago, wait, way back, you know, it's 25 years ago when I was growing in my prophetic gift and I wanted to go to the mall and practice or I was practicing, you know, hearing God for other people and people at my church like thought I was, uh, they really thought I was doing something wrong. They said, isn't that like fortune telling? And they came down on me and I'm like, no, not at all. Why in the world would it be fortune telling? Because you know, fortune telling is calling upon the wrong spirits. And I know that because I came out of the occult back in the 1980s, 70s and 80s. I came out of extreme darkness, and I understand the difference between the two. It's the source, and the source of the voice of God. God is the giver of all gifts. I want to tell you something. Satan can't create a thing. He was created by God, and he can only counterfeit what is already God. So the enemy will counterfeit the gifts of God, and that's why we see, you know, psychics. We see things like that. They have actual gifts but they're not necessarily always hearing from the Lord. And now I just want to explain this to people because there's a lot of stuff going around right now, and there's a lot of different voices and things happening, and this is why I am helping people. This is my whole life mission. Since I came out of the darkness way back, I've devoted my entire life mission to helping people hear the voice of God experience the supernatural side of God, which would be angelic encounters or dreams and visions and understanding that side of the Lord, and also helping people discover their destiny. They all go together. And this is my life mission, and I've been in the school of the Holy Spirit for a very long time, and the Lord has been teaching me. And so I used to get excited. I wanted to go learn to hear God's voice and You know, back a long time ago, we didn't have the schools and the online training like we do now. Thank the Lord that we have what we have now, the Internet, and we have schools of ministry, schools of the supernatural. And we're seeing a lot of people are either, you know, they might go the Bible college route. You know, there is that route or the school of the supernatural route. If you're not aware of this, but there are schools of the supernatural that teach supernatural things of the Lord. And it's for people who might be called to the marketplace, the business place, or they might be called to do ministry without having to go through a traditional route of Bible college. Now, there's nothing wrong with Bible college, but you want to make sure you choose one that's open to the Holy Spirit if you're going to go that route. And knowing the Bible is amazing. But we have a lot of Internet resources right now. We have a lot of things happening, and I'm developing more tools myself. I have my school 
the online activation school called Hearing the Voice of God 365, plus my trainings that I do all the time. I used to travel all over the world, and I would speak at schools of the supernatural, or I've spoken at churches and Bible college type of trainings. I've done things everywhere. Then the Lord told me, you know, you can reach more people if you utilize the Internet and teach the same things that you used to do when you would travel, only this time do it with the Internet. That's what I've been doing for the last, oh, five years or so, maybe even more. But we've been running these international schools of ministry online because people can take it anywhere, anytime. And these are my online training workshops. Maybe you've been part of one. You know, it's a two-hour workshop that I would do if I went to a school of the supernatural. It's a deeper level thing. In other words, if I came to your church and speak, you wouldn't hear me talk about the deep things of God. But if you want to learn about them, boy, I tell you, this is a time. And also, this is why I have the Spirit Connection webcast and podcast, so I can go through and give you the deep things of God. Now, most people go to my website, DougAddison.com, and they you know, look and see what I have. And most of my stuff is online training and books and things like that. I don't have a lot of audios that I charge for because I have a lot of rich, deep, deep teachings free right now on my website. And this is the Spirit Connection podcast that you're listening to right now. I give away a lot of it free because I want to get the word of the Lord out there. We are in a time right now that God wants us to learn to hear his voice. We need to learn to discern. And it's not automatic. It takes practice. And people may not realize this. They spend more time practicing their golf game or their hobby. or They might spend more time and money on practicing, you know, like a, an instrument or something like that. But I tell you, put your money where your mouth is, so to speak, If you want to be able to speak the word of the Lord to other people, if you want to hear God's voice, there is training for this. Uh, There's schools springing up everywhere, and I just want to encourage you to go deeper. And God is inviting us into the deep end. And I have a special guest this week, and he is a good friend of mine. And he actually is one of the prophetic voices that travel internationally, speaking at churches, conferences, ministry schools. He is a founding director of Emerging Prophets School. This is Keith Ferrante, and I met him through Lou Engel, and we did some things together, and, and we become friends and realize, wow, we have a lot in common. He's a prophetic life consultant, and he works with marketplace leaders and influencers to help him get a breakthrough. He's authored several books, including Unlocking the Abundant Mindset that just got released. He and his wife, Heather, are based out of Northern California. Keith, welcome to the broadcast. Thank you. Uh, Tell us a little bit about yourself. Maybe some of our listeners don't know Keith Ferrante and and his wife, Heather. Tell us about you and what you do. Well, currently I reside in Vacaville, California. I've been here about 10 years. And uh, my wife and I run a ministry called Emerging Prophets, and its purpose is to help people discover if they're a prophet, be developed as a prophet, and be deployed as a prophet. We were trained for the last 20 years by different prophets, like Chris Vallotton, Dan McCollum, Martin Scott, Wendell McGowan, and a variety of others, and apostles as well. And God kind of sent us on a journey. We were you know, a good denomination people. I was, I'm a third-generation pastor, a pastor 10 years same church my dad had pastored, but, you know, our heart just started 
you know, even though we thought, hey, we have what our denomination says is the fullness of the Spirit, something in my heart was crying out, there must be more. And so God started bringing us into the more, and we started on this journey, and we started meeting these apostles and prophets about 1998, and just totally, he did a rework in us, and we started taking our church that direction, trying to take our church into prophetic and the kingdom, and the Lord started bringing us, like I said, prophets like Chris Fallon. We met him in a cabin. We had a prophetic word. You're going to meet Chris Fallon. We didn't know back then these prophets because we, we were in a non-profit denomination. <laughs> well, yeah. And so, you know, we thought maybe there was a few prophets out there, but they were like scary and they were, you know, judgment. And, and I'm, I'm, I was raised by my grandpa who had a big input in my life. He's a, he's a prophet, but I, I'd consider him a little bit more of a, and just an older style, you know, signs and wonders would follow him, prophetic would flow, you know, uh, resurrection, deliverance, all those things. But people didn't repent. Sometimes they would die. Wow. And that was kind of validation wow. back then of the prophet, you know. Yeah. And I started, you know, like I remember I went after a backslidden preacher and he didn't, you know, he didn't receive the message well. And that next day he, you know, died in a car accident. And I'm like, well, this is validation, you know, and I just met Chris Ballatin and Chris was like, you know, that's not the right spirit, Keith. <laughs> uh, yeah. So we started kind of getting, you know, an upgrade, I think, and, and recognizing some things that maybe were allowed or, you know, in scripture, but maybe not God's heart ever. You know, we started getting a revelation as we got around some of these different prophets that there was a different way to do it. And so we've been on that journey for 20 years and just a little bit about myself. Yeah, that's amazing. Now, there is a change. There's, I mean, I do remember back in the 80s, you know, I came out of darkness. I was telling a little bit about my story at the beginning of this broadcast, but I came out of darkness about 1988 and out of the occult, mm. and I had a, already had some, a little bit experience with the church and got wounded and went away, went back in to the occult. But I was understanding back then that the gift was working in me, but it, you know, it was getting from different sources and, and I was being trained by that. What yeah. you were just describing, kind of the old method or the, the old mindset. Yeah, yeah. I, I think it was, it was all that was maybe required at the time. I mean, there was a lot of great stuff that happened. A lot of the forerunner prophets, I mean, what we're receiving now today was birth the last 40, 50 years, yes. you know, in the prophetic. And so the, I remember even, you know, as I started kind of coming into like the father's good, the father's kind, you know, I mean, different things. I think that's what like when the, the you know, like the Toronto movement, the Brownsville movement came out in 94, 95, it shifted something. And, and we've had like 20 years since then, or, you know, 20, 23, four years, whatever of the father's love being poured out. So it kind of shifted the paradigm. And it's almost like I started coming into a new grid. And, but for a while there, and then I was frustrated with my grandpa and I was having a hard time connecting because these are my heroes, these kind of guys. Yeah. And, and guys like Leonard Ravenhill and, and uh, David Wilkerson and, you know, some of these, Derek Prince and some of these guys, I mean, they were forerunners, but they were like, they were hard. I mean, they were, their messages were fierce. And, but we thought that's kind of the prophet style. And, and I remember once I was driving to see my grandpa, but I, I wasn't looking forward to it. And I, you know, cause I was, I was, I was we were going to hear a clash of our beliefs, you know, cause mine was changing and, and I didn't know yet how to honor the difference yet and yeah. honor a person, even if there was a difference. 
And the Lord told me though, he's like, your grandfather's done everything I've asked him to do. I am pleased with him. You go and do what I've asked you to do. Wow. And it, and it kind of changed it for me. It's like, you know what? He's walked faithfully with the revelation that he received. I mean, there was a lot of great stuff that happened and now it's time. It's, and I don't know how to call it, but I almost feel like there's, there's markers where what was the revelation then is, is now there's been some upgrades. So some stuff is like maybe old manna. You can't take it in there. God's not going to give you a voice now as an upcoming prophetic voice if you still hold some of those old die systems. So a lot of what I do in, in my schools and, and trainings and everything is I try to help people, you know, this is what a new covenant prophet looks like now. It, it's not new stuff, but maybe it's stuff that God is, is bringing forth now to us, you know. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it is new and to a lot of the church that hasn't seen this. And there's yeah. some of us like, I was birthed out of the new, you know, I was birthed out of the vineyard and the Kansas City prophets. But even the Kansas City prophets of the 80s still had that touch of, you know, the judgment stuff uh, that was going yeah. on. And and there definitely has been a change. I was really excited when I found out that you do schools with the emerging prophets. So how did that come about? Well, I mean, like I said, I've been trained for a lot of years and it's, you know, I was trained by these guys and I thought, well, it'd be great to travel with them. And, and that really didn't open up too much, but the Lord was doing something to me. I really, I didn't have a grid that I was a prophet. I was just like happy that I was having fathers and mothers speaking to me. And at the first I was resisting a little bit, then I was totally excited. And then, and I was growing a lot, but I didn't really know, like God gave me a variety of prophets, not so I could be wild by something, but so I could actually have an appreciation for diversity of prophets. And so probably about four or five years ago, Dano, Dan McCollum, he said, Keith, you know, you, it's time for you to start building something. You know, you've been serving a lot of different ministries and, you know, the church of the mission and other things. And you've been learning a lot. He says, I think the thing that encompasses you best is profit. And it comes as all the different things you do. Cause there's, you know, a lot of things that I've done over the years, and it's like, he's like, I think you need to train prophets. And at first when I heard it, I'm like, oh, I don't, that didn't sound exciting at all. I don't, I don't want to do that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's almost like I responded to that, started building, you know, a, a full-time school here in Vacaville. It meets, well, full-time for like working folks. It meets once a week and um, nine months school. And then after I started doing it, I mean, then it became like a mandate. Then I started hearing the Lord. He started talking to me about it. And then I'm like, wow, this is exciting, man. Who's doing this? I mean, there's some great schools out there that maybe like a week long, there's, you know, the school profits. That's, that's a great, like core value school at Bethel, but it's like, who's actually developing them from helping them discover if they're a prophet and then where are they at between the calling of the prophet and the office of the prophet and even developing some of that language. And the Lord told me, yeah, there's already been several others that have done this. So I don't, I don't know exactly who he was talking to about then. And today there's, there's some upgrades. And so I've really enjoyed it. And I've actually been very stretched by it. I, I think in my own heart, I knew it's like, man, you're going to, you're going to invite everybody that thinks they're a prophet. Maybe one isn't one, you know, the, the Peter type personalities, like the real, like bully over kind of, you're going to invite all sorts of unhealthy. And I mean, it's going to, you're going to throw them all into one pot. I mean, and that's exactly what wow. happened. I mean, we got people coming from all around the region, driving three hours each way, you know, each Wednesday night. Some people were flying from across the country every week because they were like, there's nothing like this, a community of prophets. 
But, you know, like the first year we started at like 50 and then we might have ended at like 20 by the end of the nine months because people kind of, once they got in it and saw it was like a coaching style, like we were there actually to get them healthy, kind of help them feel. We, I mean, we just treated everyone like they're a prophet, whether they are or not. We're just like, this is what a healthy new covenant prophet looks like. They're in relationship with other prophets. They're not the only one. They have joy around the finished work of Jesus, you know, and just some of those things and just trying to get them healthy. And some people, they didn't want that. You know, they, they want to be releasing the word of the Lord. They yeah. want to be operating the gifting, but they're hiding stuff. You know, but the Lord's like, this is like the 12 disciples. He's like, as the group kind of got smaller, and but you start finding people like, oh, I'm not a prophet. And that's the whole point of the school. Some people like that think they're not, they actually are, but they need some development in, in teachability or courage or, you know, their identity or whatever it is, or like maybe purity or something. And, and I'm like, hey, you're in the game, but let's help accelerate your journey. I think schools accelerate people's journeys if they will be teachable. And that's, I'm sure why you do what you do, Doug. It's like you're getting it out there and if people get in a journey with you, they start fast tracking. And I think sometimes even for profits, it, it takes humility to get into a school and, and be teachable. But I've just like, I've been teachable for 20 years and, and I, I've just made it my heart. I am a disciple first, but I always want to be growing and learning. And so we kind of, we, we kind of got into it. Now we've been running a school here at, the, at Vacaville. We've ran it three years. So we have a first year program, second year program, third year program. The first year is all about just discovering if you're a prophet, we take the whole year and it just kind of get people free of like old ideas of what a prophet is. And and maybe they've had people that have called them a prophet. So we kind of actually run them through some, through some tests. They're like, tell me, you know, where did you hear from the Lord that you're a prophet? And we're not there to like be there to judge or whatever, but we're just trying to help people get free of like the, the things that sometimes people have in their head or someone called them a prophet. Maybe their aunt called him a prophet or their uncle or some, and some, and like, okay, who called you a prophet? Oh, so-and-so. Okay. Tell me about that person. What was their view of prophet? Okay. And so, well, maybe that's not a valid, uh, valid, you know, person calling you a prophet. Let's, let's look for another one. Or how did you hear from the Lord that you're a prophet? Tell me about that encounter. And then sometimes people come up with the craziest stuff and you're like, yeah, I think you need to throw that one out and go back to the drawing board. I'm not saying you're not, but I'm like, you want your foundation to be healthy and not, you know, hey, about, hey, I'm a prophet, everybody. And, and, and this, it needs to be like a, a humble and powerful foundation. So we kind of just help people go through that their first year. And, you know, we're trying to create a different grid. It's like, we're not just looking for the like the Elijah prophet, which I kind of I use like like four categories. I would say like the Elijah prophet, which is more like your Lou Engle and your Sean Bolts and your different ones that have like a name that people would know. And they have a voice and they have a message that's needed to gather the body of Christ. So they have a more of a corporate larger message. And then you have your Elishas, which to me are your like your double portion prophets. They've been raised up by some of the prophets themselves. And you know, maybe they have a ministry and they have a voice into different ones and they train up prophets. And then you have like your unknown prophets, which like Elisha had picked out a man from the, the company of the prophets and he doesn't give him a name you know, he, or he doesn't get a name in the Bible, but he's teachable. And Elisha tells him, go to Jehu, you know, anoint Jehu king of Israel and tell him this, and this is what he's supposed to do. And, 
And this unknown profit is another category. And that's the category that I'm like focusing on, which I'm like, hey, if we have Elisha's that emerge and Elijah's, that's awesome because we need all the layers of the profits. I think for so long, it's like we've only, and the church really had a grid for like the Elijah prophets or maybe exactly, the Elijah's, yeah. like the known names, maybe the double portion. Hey, yeah, I was raised up by Bob Jones or I was trained up by, you know, whoever it is. That's awesome. But I'm like, what about all these prophets that are amongst us? Like they used to have 50 here, 50 there. And, and you look in scripture and you see a number of those guys, not just that one, but you see a number of them. They're teachable. They have the word of the Lord put in their mouth. They do powerful things. But for some reason, the Lord kind of keeps them on the, in the secret place category. And so I'm, my job is to help people kind of find out where they're at, get healthy, realize where they're at is super powerful. I mean, like, if you're like a Nathan prophet and your ministry is one king, King David, like Nathan was King David's prophet to him. That, that's the only person you see that he's really ministering to. You know, maybe a King Solomon right at the beginning there. But it's like some prophets, maybe their mandate is one person. And so I'm like helping people get settled into the fact that there could be prophets today that are not the Elijah, the Elisha, you know, and let's, let's find out how to get healthy so we can get heard because we want people to be heard and, and we want what they're seeing and feeling to get out there. But I find out a lot of the unknown prophets, they're kind of unhealthy because pastors don't have a grid for them. Maybe they've made messes with pastors and leaders. You know, and so they're kind of either hurt, wounded, not in any, any, you know, the body of Christ. They're kind of hanging out in the cave or whatever. I'm like, you need to be in the body of Christ. You got to learn the art of kind of navigating the landmines in the church without being offended. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> saying sweet, you know, and so yeah. I got this, got this good. journey myself. Yeah, I love know, this, of, man. Of being, Great. Uh, I just wanted to just jump in real quick because I, I really love this. A lot of people listening right now, they might not understand if they are a prophet or not. And you might, you know, because yeah. we do look at this. We look at the Elijahs. We we look at the ones that, you know, the, the prophets that we see out there on Elijah list. We, we look at people like that. And out of that category, you know, the Elijah, Elisha, the unknowns, or Nathan uh, to one leader. That's amazing. Yeah. I would consider myself an Elisha. I, I was raised up under Bob Jones, John mm. Paul Jackson, Larry Randolph. Come but I, I found my own in the midst of that. And I, I, you know, we didn't have this school back. I tell you, even just 10 years ago, we didn't have the school like you're doing right now. I would have gone. I know if it was there, we have schools of the ministry and schools of the supernatural, but there wasn't a really a school to train prophets that we knew. There was some that how to prophesy and don't get me wrong. uh, You know, there's, you know, there's amazing stuff that's been out there, but, but not the new wineskin. That's what I'm hearing here is that the new wineskin. So, just for people who are listening, you know, maybe talk a little bit more real quickly about, are you a prophet? How do you know you're a prophet? You know, do you have to be a prophet? Well, I love that. And, and let me just maybe a side note here. I think you can move from Elisha to Elijah to the unknown to the, even the Jehu. I think Jehu may be a prophet type. I mean, he carries the word of the Lord, whether he's just, he's a business guy. And I'm like, you can move into the different categories. I think one of the things that helps me is like in, you know, with someone out there is like, am I a prophet or whatever? I'm like, you go on the journey and I, I treat it like if, if you, if you're, if you're, you know, not a beginner in the prophetic, maybe you've been going after it for a few years. Maybe you've heard some words that you're a prophet, you're highly prophetic. Go on the journey of discovery because I think you need to have, you know, things brought out in the light. And sometimes people are like, they'll tell me right away, Keith, 
I know I'm not a prophet. I'm like, say, why is that the first words out of your mouth? I mean, if Moses said, I wish that all the Lord's people were prophets, yeah. and I'm not saying that everyone is, because you got to be called, God calls you, you get some healthy apostles and prophets and people in the body of Christ that start confirming it, or they might even initiate it. You, you look at like, you know, the Lord tells Elijah to anoint Elisha as a prophet, so it sounds like Elisha doesn't know he's a prophet until Elijah tells him. So sometimes it's like, a person might get a prophetic word from a prophet or apostle, but they're a prophet. But I think then eventually the Lord will confirm it, you know, and sometimes people get a big call from the Lord. Sometimes they get kind of like a, a subtle call that over time unveils, you know, itself. And like I had had words that I was a prophet, like from people like Martin Scott called me a prophet of fire early on, but it didn't stick. I didn't like go around like I'm a prophet because I was really in a culture like you never call yourself a prophet. Yeah, I was in that. You know, so we just, we, we didn't, I don't think we knew where to categorize that, you know, but then it's like the Lord, I I actually was over at, um, at the mission in Vacaville. I was on staff. I'd I'd been in staff for a couple of years and around some apostles and prophets like, like Graham Cook, Dan McCollum, David Crone, some of these guys in staff with them. And I'm like, I was having to declare my identity out in front of the staff. We were doing these identity statements and everyone was doing, you had to write like four sentences from your own prophetic words of who you were and other people on the staff were helping you come up with that. And, and it's, you know, like the identity statements we might know, like, Hey, I'm a mighty warrior, you know, fearless in battle. I'm, I'm you know, I'm a son of God. I'm loved. And uh, those kind of words. But one of the words that was pulled out was that I was a prophet and I'm like, I'm getting ready. It's my time to do it. It's like the week that it's my time to do my statement. And I'm like, I am not going to declare that. I had actually X'd it out of my identity statement, even though other guys had helped me put it in there because they saw it in the prophetic words that we'd been looking over. And I'm like, that night I had a dream and it was actually from Martin Scott. Uh, Martin was in the dream. Um, and he was like, if you do not declare out that you're a prophet, it will not release the grace for you to step into that office. Wow. And so the next day when I'm declaring my, yeah, I'm Keith Ronze, a warrior meant for, yeah, I'm a prophet. You know, I kind of mumbled it out and just kept going. <laughs> I just like, it was a huge deal for me. And then of course we were told anyone that calls himself a prophet is most likely kind of a, a you know, a wrong identity and you don't do that. And I've changed a lot since then. I, I think it's super important that you know that you're a prophet and you have an identity. We have, we have a whole, you know, trainings on helping people actually figure out their identity as a prophet. But I think it's just such a, a grid that like I go places and people just, they just apologize about it. They, they say that they're not pastors say there's no prophets in my region. And I'm like, no, they are. There's, there's five right here in your church, but they need some training. They're unknowners. They're not in the Elijah, Elisha category. Some of them are a little healthy. You've had a bad taste in your mouth from them. But you know what? How are we going to get them healthy? Because we need the prophets. God does nothing without revealing it first to his prophets. So I still feel like today that's true. And yes, we believe that the whole body can prophesy and the whole body of Christ can hear God, but not everyone's a prophet. So, you know, let's, let's, let's find out how to get people healthy. Yeah, let's that's get them a, into that place. Oh, I love this bit. It, part of my prophetic trading, you know, was you know, going on staff with John Paul Jackson. And, you know, the first thing that happened was the humility, you know, like you go from, you know, a a senior pastor, I was, you go from having an identity down to not, because the first thing that needed to go was the pride and things like that. And, 
you know, it was it was hard, but it was good. It was really good. So what I'm thankful to hear is that you guys do this with love. You do this with love and support. Yeah. And, you know, <laughs> instead of the school of the hard knocks, you know, and I'm not speaking against anyone, yeah. but I'm just saying those previous generations of prophetic training tended to be a little bit more harsh. Uh, and we really didn't have a nurturing community like yeah. where you're fathering the sons and daughters. So this is, I yeah. really love this, man. It's so powerful. I imagine that after doing this for a while, like you have, you've probably written some books and gotten some messages, right? Yeah. I mean, I started, my first book on prophets was called Embracing the Emerging Prophets. And, I, and I'm getting it actually revised right now with a few upgrades. But it was, it's just throwing out this concept. I, I just realized, I'm like, I'm doing this school already. And we started, you know, we, we have another school like in Chicago and we're starting to do some little things here and there. And, but I'm like, it's, it's a hard sell in a sense because people just can't even get around the, that there are, you know, prophets. So like I said, when I started trying to go around the region saying, Hey, I'm going to start a school, develop prophets. And of course I have good guys that have been helping me build it. Dan McCollum, he's run the school with Chris Valton for 15 years of school, of the prophets. I mean, these are premier trainers. And then David Crone is different guys blessing me in this, you know, but it's still like you go on pastors and they're like, you know, there's no prophets around here or how the prophets going to be accountable. And I mean, all this stuff, and you're kind of having to go through some of these questions, you know, and go through some of this scrutiny and just to shift the mindset. So I put out, you know, that embracing the emerging prophets is an easy read. And it just really like answers a lot of questions. My chapter titles are literally like, there are no prophets around here. Are there? Question mark. That's the title. Or I can't be a prophet, can I? Or what do I do with, you know, this unhealthy prophet? Or So I just try to make it like real practical. And I go through some of my own journeys of, man, I was, I was a prophet in training. So, I mean, I, I started, you know, after 10 years, I, Chris Fowlton started sending me some invitations. Dano did. I'd go speak on their behalf somewhere. And I would, I would do profit stuff that needed a little bit of upgrade. Like I get the right word, but I deliver it with the wrong heart or deliver it the wrong way or the wrong timing or, you know, different things like that. And so, I mean, I made some messages. I talk about that in my book because I'm like, this is the distance between the con and the office. And you can actually have some favor as a called profit, but not really in the office, which I would say the office looks like you know, like Samuel, Samuel's word came to all Israel. And like historians say, from the time that he heard the voice of the Lord for the first time at like 12 years old or so, so when his word comes to all Israel, that's like 22 years. So even though it's just like a couple verses later, it's like 22 years. And, and you see like the Lord lets not Samuel's words fall to the ground. And then all Israel recognizes Samuel as a prophet. So I see kind of like these, sometimes these, um, these things you go through, these steps you go through. It's like Joseph. He's a prophet, but he gets this like calling that, hey, he's going to lead his you know, family. Everyone's going to bow down to him. He you know, says it the wrong way. He's thrown into the pit. You know, it's insensitive. He throws it in front of his brothers, his dreams, how great he's going to be, all this kind of stuff. And then, you know, he goes on his pit journey, which oftentimes is where a prophet goes. They got to go to the pit. Yep. And then they go into the Potiphar, you know, what's like his training was kind of, I think a prophet's training is very specific to their, to where they're going to land in their place of office. Like, you know, Joseph needed to learn how to resist Potiphar's wife. And when all odds said, Hey, everyone's rejected me. Where is God? You know, why shouldn't I do this? You know, but yet 
you know, I like to tell the prophets that are in training, I'm like, it's not so much about what you see in the spirit as it is about what you are seeing with your eyes, what you're allowing into your eye gate. Right. You know, and so, yes, we want to see in the spirit. We want, we want our prophets to have a high level gifting because it's your gift that brings you before you, your influencers or wherever you're going to impact. But if Joseph gets to the top and he still has that stigma of hurting him and his gift opens the door. I mean, I love the fact Joseph goes his whole life with one wife and two kids and he brings his family in, you know, his larger family in. He goes the distance as a pure prophet. And I yeah. love that. And I'm like, that's why you want the training. And so, you know, I got that book out that throws out a little seed about that, about getting prophets in training. Because like you were saying, Doug, it's like the old, maybe what was acceptable the last 50 years was like prophets more trained either on their own. It's kind of like John the Baptist, you know, he comes out of the desert. He's ready. You know, it's like <laughs> that's how a prophet is raised by God alone. You know, and I think we need we need one another to get us healthy. We need other prophets in our life, pastors, the, the body. We need to be in healthy relationships. So I, I'm like, I think the, the grid is changing a little bit. And so just yeah, kind of exactly. I think people it, healthy is, is powerful. To put it in modern day terms, and this is what I say in my schools and all my training, is the prophet is the prophetic gift and the prophet is a function. And we need to mm. we need to be in the body of Christ. And this old mm. thing that we're seeing out there, oh, yeah, I'm a prophet, but I, I'm accountable to no one except God. Uh, that's not even really yeah. biblical for the New Testament. You know, it's not there. You, yeah. you don't see Agabus going out on his own. You don't see any of that happening. Come on. You know, it's just a time right now where God wants us to be the family, and I really love that part of your message. So you took out, you know, you wrote that first book on the emerging prophets. What happened after that? Did you write something else or did, did something else emerge out of that? Yeah. I mean, I've just been, it's, it's still emerging. I wrote another, it's called the happy prophet. I love this book. <laughs> I mean, this is really my, this is really my 20 year journey into some joy. You know, it's like <laughs> you start realizing that the covenant that we're a prophet from is, is God joining it. The kingdom of God is righteous, peace, and joy. And I'm like, man, we, we kind of have this grid still. Uh, I mean, it's changing, but we still think of prophets as serious and scary and intimidating. And they have the prophet look. It's like a very stern eagle, you know? Exactly. And I'm like, I have been on the journey. I, I think the Lord, you know, gave me that because he's like, let's take this grumpy dude here and this, this seriously introspective, Pastor Keith, you know, and this guy that is very hard on himself and hard on others. And let's teach him some joy. If we can get it to him, we can get it to anybody. I think that's how that's that's how prophets write books. I mean, it comes. It's not like they're the cream of the crop that's writing it. No, they went through the hard knocks of figuring that out. I'm sure that's the books you wrote, Doug. I mean, it's like I think the Lord does it. If I could get it to that guy, I could get it to anybody. So I mean, it really is about. I mean, I'm not the happiest guy around, but I fought for every inch of joy that I have. And I've, I've learned, you know, to let the Lord love me and let him and let myself be accepted and forgive myself and be gracious to myself. So then I can start extending it to others. And that's where the joy comes from. And so I wrote the happy prophet book. It was fun. Benny Johnson endorsed that one. And Loved it as well, and I got a bunch of happy folks on there, Georgie and Banoff and Dano. And <laughs> I just want to interject <laughs> this. I watched you live, and I, I'm i a spiritual atmosphere guy. I know 
really. I can feel when the heavens are open and when they're not. The heavens were open for something different than what you were going to need to release. I watched this because the heavens were open, but not for what you were going to bring, you know, the joy. You got up. You only wow. had 10 minutes to speak. You got up and laughed for eight minutes or so. You really, you just laughed and laughed and shifted everything wow. down to those last, you went over 10 minutes, I'm sure, but you took about 10 minutes to shift the spiritual atmosphere through joy. Then the wow. entire group was able to receive your message because of the, the shift in that. So I, I was like, wow, this guy walks with authority in joy. And that's why, you know, wow. this is how we, you and I met uh, is because a guy named, he's been on our podcast, actually, uh, Mondo Matthews had a dream that Doug Addison, Keith Ferrante, and Lou Engel were one prophet, one voice. The three of us, one from Come Northern, on. one from Central, one from Southern. And, you know, and, and the Lord saw you and saw that you needed to mm. be in that. And he brought wow. you in because of your joy and your ability to shift the spiritual atmosphere with being the happy prophet. And I watched that happen. And so there's an anointing on your book and uh, there's an anointing on your message. And every time you open your mouth, because you've walked this out. So you walk with not just anointing, Come on. authority. You have authority in the spirit. So you release that book, and that actually is doing some amazing things. But then what happened after that? Mm. Well, I've I released a number of books, like workbooks, to train prophets, because we wanted to start getting people on a practical journey. So we, I have three workbooks. One of them is on discovering your identity as a prophet. One of them is discovering your Metron or your assignment as a prophet. And another one is discovering where you're at between the calling and the office and how to accelerate that. What are the character pieces, gifting pieces, and New Covenant Foundation pieces you need to get developed to move towards that place? Because I feel like God doesn't like, he's not holding out on us like, hey, you're going to be in the backwoods for 22 years. I mean, it could be seven years. Like uh, historians say like Elisha served Elijah seven years. You know, like the typical number that was thrown out, it's like takes about 15 years for a prophet to kind of come into the place of office. But I'm like, I think schools can accelerate that. Yeah. And I think our ability to be teachable to accelerate that. And so it's not like it has, I mean, I've met people like I've been around, I've been 40 years and I'm not being hurt. I'm like, that's not, on God. <laughs> that's, you're not, you're not understanding some insensitivities you're carrying and some relational dysfunctions and you don't see it. You need to get coached, you know, so I do coaching for profits and uh, I just like to help them kind of get like see for themselves because you're seeing in the spirit, but you don't see the glitches sometimes relationally. We all got blind spots. Yeah, so, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So we, I, I, I've done really, that. I'm just grateful for your school. I was just thinking back on my process because some people look at me and go, oh man, you're so lucky you got to be mentored by John Paul Jackson. And I go, oh, you have no <laughs> idea wow. how tough that was. Like, yeah. he even told me, I remember when I went there, he said, we don't have any jobs. You, you know, you got to raise, you have to come here and you have to find a way. And we did it. You know, we were 40, uh, in our early 40s, my wife and I, we sold it all and moved to New Hampshire. And um, it was at that point I had to become the webmaster. I had to teach myself cold fusion programming to get a job, you know, to be able to be wow. mentored. He told me, it's going to take you three to five years based on what I'm seeing in you. 
And I committed to everything. <laughs> and he said, I'm the only one he's ever seen it. And I, I even have this on a fireside chat with him saying this publicly wow. is that I did it in one year. Now, I don't recommend wow. it. It's like driving 70 miles an hour on speed bumps, you know, is, <laughs> it was rough. But you have to humble yourself wow. exactly what you're saying right now. You have to humble yourself yeah. and be teachable and uh, let the Lord yeah. then raise you up. But it's taken me. I look back and the Lord really brought me in. I got an encounter in heaven back in 2010 about being called into the office of a prophet. I got this confirmation, but it really has been seven years. It was in 2017, even though people have seen me and know me as a prophet, really to operate in the office where I'm doing things, you know, to shift nations and doing things like that only in the last two years. And so it was about seven years for my process, but you, I'm telling you folks, you don't have to suffer like this anymore. You could do what I yeah. did about, you know, where the Lord did about bringing what would take three to five years. You could do it in a year. You could do it, but Come on. you know, oh. some people get mad when I talk about accelerating maturity and I say, well, there's some things you can't, but there are some things you can. That is learn the lessons, you know, as it would, you know, learn the lessons. And that's what I really love about your ministry and uh, what you do. And so you just released a new book. Just um, what what did I just release? I did release the new book on <laughs> keys to abundance, <laughs> and it's it's all about <laughs> it's all about breaking a poverty mindset, and that is what you were saying. You know that John Paul Jackson put you through. Hey, you're gonna have to find your own job. You're gonna have to. That's what I do in all my schools, and I charge for. I have a master class, which is a weekly, you know, development for for people trying to discover for a profit. I I encourage you guys to get on that if that's something for you. But I'm like, I, you know, I, I had, took a lot of flag. It's like, you can't charge for that. I mean, why are you making us pay? We can't afford it. I'm like, no, every prophet, if you're called to be a prophet of God, you need to be able to find the provision. You need to break an orphan spirit. You need to break a poverty spirit that says, this is all the money that I have. I'm like, I remember once I was complaining. I'm like, Lord, you know, uh, man, I, I, where's the money for, you know, a couple thousand dollars of bills. And I was complaining and everything. And he's like, Keith, you're called to deal with, billions of dollars of national deficit and you're complaining over a couple thousand dollars of bills. Right. And so I, I think, I mean, it just, it tries to rein us in. It's, it's like when, whenever I start like feeling sorry for different ones, he's like, Keith, you're going to cripple them. They need to find God for themselves. So I sent him back to the fire. I'm like, go find God, find a job, find a breakthrough. Do you want this? You know, because it's like, of course we love inheritance and we, and I love receiving gifts and, you know, giving gifts and all that sort of stuff. I was like, we don't want to cripple people. And so, you know, that book that I just put out was really my journey out of poverty. And, and it's not that, you know, there's not more growth areas in my life, but it's like, I am just, I want the body of Christ to be fully blessed and, and be able to bless and to understand their value, understand how to release their value. And, and like a poverty spirit is a lack of value. Right. And you, and you can never have things attracted to you. You can never have I mean, I mean, it's like the Lord was telling me, he's like, Keith, I want to bless you, but you see me as a poor king. You're inhibiting my blessing. Wow. So it took me on this whole journey of, you know, I have to see him differently. And then as I see him differently, then it's going to help me see myself differently. You know, value attracts value. So it's like, man, I'm barely making it. I'm barely making it. There's a value issue there because God wants every one of us blessed. And so that book, you know, just came out and I, I feel like it was a significant journey for me. As prophets, we feel like everything that we release is significant. <laughs> yeah, 
<laughs> I think, and they are all journeys. I mean, we don't we don't put out stuff, you know, Doug, that we we haven't walked through ourselves. Right, it's road I mean, tested. In other out words, content. Exactly. Yeah, it's road yeah. tested. Wow, yeah, so. that's powerful. You know, uh, the doors will open when you're saying this. There's an anointing, just so people know. You know, for the record, I did get a job at Streams Minister with John Paul. After I went there, after I was Come willing on. to sell it all, after I I took I don't know how many my first six months as the webmaster and you know just really pounding it out and doing things, then wow. uh, I did get a job because the door opened when John Paul went on Benny Hinn, and it just really shifted things. So so it's not like you have to just suffer the whole way, but the Lord will test you, yeah. you know, to see where your heart That's is, good. see if you can trust Him, and He's He's just shifting like things that. right now. I just love what you're doing. I love the fact that you're training up prophets, that you're fathering them, mother, you you and your wife, you're a father and mother to many. And mm. I know when we talked, we met, talked, we had lunch, and you know, we hung out a little bit, and I was thinking to myself, you know, I want to do what you're doing. Yeah, I want to do more mm. of the personal fathering. I haven't been able to do that. You know, uh, I've been working pretty much on yeah. the internet, but we do a little bit of it. But you encouraged me, you really, there was a just a spirit Come of on. fatherhood on you. That that really encouraged wow. me to take it to the next level and to to see things happen. So this has been such a powerful, powerful time uh, talking with Keith Ferrante, uh, and I just want you to just to release some activation over. Activate this right now. Yes, Lord, I just thank you so much, Father, that you're bringing your prophets out of hiding, Lord. Those that have been afraid, Lord. Those that have been hurt. Those that have been in Obadiah's caves, Lord Jesus, hiding because they feel like Jezebel's been after them or control or whatever. I just pray right now for a release of encouragement and courage to come out of hiding, to come into the body of Christ, to come to be trained, to come to be a part of community, prophetic community. We need you. The body of Christ needs you. So I call you out, and I just pray for healing for hearts that have been legitimately hurt, whether it's real or perceived, I just pray for the healing of the Spirit of God to just unleash on the prophetic people of God all over, Lord. Every influence, every Lord, everywhere that this podcast goes, Lord, for Doug's audience, or I just I bless Doug and what he's doing, Lord, and with everyone that he's impacting, Lord. These powerful voices that have resonated with him, Lord, prophets that have an evangelistic heart, that have a love for the church, that are people that will push outside of the boundaries, Lord your prophets to, uh, uh, to the homosexual community, your prophets to the to tattoo community, your prophets to, Lord, uh, to the drug community and, the, and the, all the different communities, Lord Jesus, the harvest field that Doug has been sounding the prophetic gong for. I just call for you, the prophets that are there, that are amongst this circle, that just come out. We need you. And I pray for even a connection, the, the right connections between you and Doug and even a greater sense of connection there as well and what Doug's doing as well as uh, the prophets to be able to get connected wherever they're at they're at in the world so I bless you guys in Jesus name hey man wow I'll tell you this is an amazing amazing time Keith Ferrante with emerging prophets and how do we get a hold of you and maybe you know tell us a little bit about what you offer I have my website emergingprophets.com is an easy way to get in touch I also have a free Facebook group called All Things Prophetic with Keith Ferrante, All Things Prophetic. And that's just a weekly kind of sporadic random here and there. I just answer questions on the prophetic just for anybody. And then for anybody that wants to go on this journey of, hey, I want to figure out if I'm a prophet, 
I do a masterclass for emerging profits once a week. You can find that on my website, emergingprofits.com. And that is just me, you know, talking about uh, all this healthy stuff. How do you get healthy? How do you get accelerated? What kind of a profit are you? So we have a number of profits from around the world and emerging profits around the world that are on there. It's super fun. You get to connect, you know, for an hour every week. Plus you get some pre-recorded videos as well. And, um, that's great. And then for those that would like to potentially run a school to develop profits, or you want to like maybe do a home group to develop profits, or you just want to go through like a high, high intense curriculum to develop profits. I just launched with the last two weeks, my immersion package, we're calling it immersion because it's an immersion into the culture that we build to develop profits. You get nine months of videos, and uh, three videos per, per night because we do, you know, once a week school. So you'll get three videos per night. You get a playbook on how to run those videos, the questions, the group activation. You get into the masterclass there. You get into some private groups where you can ask questions and be coached on how to train profits. You get all my books. You get a coaching session with me. There's a bunch of more goodies on like uh, interviews. We talk to people that felt disqualified that run a profit group and now are running them successfully how they get through some of those hurdles, how they deal with challenging pastoral issues. So we've really created a package. This is, this is something I really feel excited about. Dan McCollum helped me with this and spent hundreds of hours building this. And just so that immersion package, I love to get that out to you guys. Cause I, I want to, I, I don't want the profit training to be rare anymore. I, I, I want there to be companies of profits all over the world that are like families where people can just go to the next level. And then, get into that prophetic Holy Ghost vortex where you have prophets and minstrels and it just shifts regions and people that come into it get changed. And I feel like that's the power of that community of prophets. So those are a few of the things that I've, I have to offer. I so appreciate this connection that we have growing here, Doug, and thank you so much for having me on. Here oh with man, you. this has been so good and uh, really looking forward to what God's going to do and I'm just grateful. In fact, I keep saying, I wish I'd have met you 25 years ago. Of course, it wasn't available mm-hmm. then, but, you know, this type of training would have <laughs> saved us a lot of pain and money and time, mm-hmm. and, you know, and moving and all this Come stuff on. that, that we were, you know, a lot of people who were being formed in the womb of, of the Lord with the prophet, you know. But then again, a lot of my training that I have on my school goes with, um, you know, you don't necessarily have to be a prophet to hear the Lord, but... I love this because there are people who are prophets and there's some really good training to to develop that. So I'm really grateful for you and looking forward to seeing uh, what's going to happen as well. And so, hey, everybody, check out EmergingProphets.com. Get a hold of Keith on on, uh, social media as well. Follow him there. And we're so excited that you came. Thanks so much, Keith. You're welcome. Bless you guys. All right, everybody. See you next time. Thanks for listening to Spirit Connection with Doug Addison. Connect with him online at DougAddison.com.